Hi everyone and welcome back to the Metricus podcast. If you're like the majority of adults and people online right now, you want to build your own business someday. In fact, over 60% of people in their 20s and 30s have this life goal to build a business. In reality, a much smaller amount of people actually end up doing it. And then even less of those people actually succeed. So what goes into the whole process of starting a startup or building out your own ideas? What are you getting into as a founder and where can you go for help if things don't work out? Those are questions that we discussed today with one of our most experienced mentors on the platform, Lloyd Jacobs. Lloyd is a serial founder, experienced product manager, and one of his past companies even went through Y Combinator, the very prestigious accelerator for startups. He's also one of our earliest mentors on Mentor Cruise with the ID number 23. So without further ado, let's talk to this veteran of the startup industry. Hey Lloyd, welcome and thank you for jumping onto the show. Yeah, thank you for having me here, Dominic. Appreciate it. I want to ask you a fun question to start things off. If, if people ask you today, what's your job description? What would you say to them? Oh gosh, that's a very good question. I think I've been in product for almost 15 plus years. It just comes naturally to me. So I've always been a product guy. And entrepreneur is sort of like the kicker of all this because because I know how to build products, the entrepreneur side sort of blends in really well. That's a cool background to have uh, and to kind of transform it to build your own products. So what does that, does that mean for you today? What are you working on? One of the products I'm trying to start is a product called Kiwani, K-E-Y-W-N-Y. A little background on that, I used to work very heavily with bloggers and content creators. Uh, in one of my previous startups, it was an email marketing company that was specifically made for the blogging community. And one thing you realize when you work with them is that most of them are individuals or a very small group of one or two people. And these people struggle for years before they start making any money. And so it's a very tight-knit, close community and a really entrepreneurial community at, at all best. And so I really wanted to get back in the community. And so I built this product and it's a pretty simple idea. The idea is that Kiwani is a WordPress plugin. You add it to your WordPress site. And at the end of the article, it leaves a little link that lets a user search that topic further on the web. So if a user clicks on it, they go on the web and a search engine shows up with, with the results for that topic. And obviously if you, if the user were to click on an ad, there's a revenue there and the search engine will show that revenue with me. And I will share that back with the blogger. That's awesome. I love I love people building for creators and the creator economy. What's your motivation, not only behind this, but to to keep working on on products and startups? You know, it's a it's a hard place to be in. How do you get the energy and the motivation to keep going? I think certain people people have this innate energy about just innovating, and I and I've been mentoring for a very long time. And I, it's very clear to see that in certain people. And just like this unknown desire that they have to do something. And I, I had that in me as well. And it it's it can be frustrating at points because sometimes the idea fairy comes to your shoulder and whispers an idea every single morning and you don't know what to focus on. What's your system around building those businesses on a somewhat uh, limited time time input and time frame now that you have family and, and maybe can't work like 24-7 on this? I'd say these to my mentees as well. And the comment I say might sound a little silly, but I did. I tell them, I say, look, you're not going to die today. Die next week. You have the idea to test patiently and try things out, right? Because a lot of mentees, including myself, I have a lot of different ideas. And considering that you know we have a certain amount of time in our day, you have to really focus 
and execute on uh, a particular project and then see it through. Otherwise, you're going to just leave everything at like 60% and you're not going to really see it all the way through and you're going to feel guilty at the end of the day. So let's say hypothetically like six months. I know like I can six months, I want to be in this position, be it revenue, be it user, whatever it may be. And then I create a work back plan from there. Okay, what do I need to do to get there in six months? And I stick to my plan and I do And I ask the mentees to do the same. And at the end of six months, if you're not hitting your goal, one thing you'll walk away with is if you followed your work back plan, you'll realize you did everything you could have done to make that business a success. In, in your past, obviously, you've built quite a few different businesses and obviously you had a, quite a few different ideas. Where did you get those ideas from? A lot of my ideas came from either being in the space or doing some sort of learning by being in space. I can give you an example. The email marketing company that I had, Email marketing, just as a quick background, like the majority of the market is controlled by MailChimp. It's like the monster of the market. And so everyone competing, sort of competing with them. Think about it like your Gmail account. Once you onboard your Gmail, you don't just abandon it for another email provider the next month. You built your contacts in there, your details are in there. It's the same with the business where they hop onto an email marketing and stick around for like well over two years. So user retention is really high and it's a very interesting model. And originally I built the platform to go after startups because I'm in the startup space. As I started uh, making my circle and talking to users and trying to onboard, I quickly realized my product wasn't up to par where it needed to be. And so I tried to see where can I find product market fit. And I ended up once talking to a blogger and it was interesting. Their needs are quite simple. My product seemed to fit exactly what they needed. And I explored that further. They were using MailChimp at that time and it wasn't serving their needs. And what I built out was much more in mind of what they needed. And I eventually found a fit there and a product scaled over time. I got lucky, in my opinion, you should actually uh, be building much more smaller prototype and actually understand who your market is, right? So you're trying to make your fit. And so you do these sort of like rogue experiments and sometimes it works, sometimes they don't. But ideally, if I were to give a recommendation, I asked most founders, I even ask myself now going forward, like, hey, can you go take this little basic MVP or pitch this idea to a few different potential customers and see if this provides a value, a value to a point where they don't want to build it themselves and value to a point where they'll pay you to use your product. It seems like, you know, being a product seems like a great spot to be in as, as an entrepreneur, just because you have that focus. Is there something which you think is a weakness of yours once you're building businesses, something that, you know, you're still looking to learn today or something that you had to pick up? My weakness is I've never been a developer. And so whenever I'm building something, I, I can sketch out the entire product. I know what needs to be in what areas I can complete the specs. But when it comes time to execution, I rely on technical folks to make sure they can execute my idea. And it's not like I can go into the code and validate the quality of coding. So for me, the way I've kind of worked around that is I, I try to hire the best whenever it comes to any products I work on. I try to look at the past projects to see what their actual development was. What did they actually do in the product? So that gives me enough confidence, especially you know, in the MVP stage, you can get away with like, you know, shoddy like development, but then as you start going to like a larger scale of customers, you really need to have your tech in place. As, as you were saying, there's, there's very few people that are the perfect entrepreneur than other people that have the technical background. They might then struggle on, on like actual product, uh, prioritization, marketing and, and, and so on. So there's always, it's always yeah. a case of, you know, maybe having a general knowledge, but also hiring or, or having the power to hire 
and collaborate with other people. And if you think about most startups, right, most startups tend to have two plus founders because one is usually the guy who is really business savvy, knows how to do sales, and that's a very important role. And the other person is usually the person on the tech side who can actually, you know, bring the ideas to fruition, right? Me being a single founder, that's always been a weak point. So I have to kind of figure out how to make my weak points a strong point by figuring out techniques to work around it. Where does mentoring really play into this? I was as mentioning before, you're mentor number 23, very early on, on mentor careers, but obviously you're also mentoring in other places. What do people need from you? What, what can you give them? And where does it also, what role does it play for you as a mentor? What does it give, give to you? Yeah, so I think a little story will help you. So when I first started my career, I remember my co-founder and I, we worked on this bedroom for the first two years. We were dead broke. He had a bunk bed. He slept on top. I worked on the bottom. Sometimes we swapped sleeping. And his parents were very gracious. They fed us breakfast, lunch, and dinner for two years. And, you know, we started scaling after two years. And then as we started making some money, we started getting out there and started meeting some other founders. And then eventually we had a way to YC, met some really smart people. And that learning curve took a very long time. And when I had first started my career in, in the startup space, there wasn't all these resources you see today, you know, like the hacker communities and book rates and so on. Right. And so it was a really hard learning for me along the way. And being on your platform, I still today feel entrepreneurs don't know exactly where to reach to get the right information support. Now there's too much that they just don't know where to focus on. Right. And so. One thing uh, I learned when I met other entrepreneurs and people smarter than me was I started to gain from their knowledge and accelerate what I was doing in my own business. And that was a huge lift for me. And I felt my businesses got better because of that knowledge. And so I've been doing this for 15 plus years. And so I genuinely feel I've gained enough information that I want to give back now to future entrepreneurs. I'm, I'm like the old generation entrepreneur. I'm the OG of entrepreneurs, right? So I want the new generation to really benefit. I don't want them to go through what I went through. And so being able to spend the time on your site to actually work with them is a way for me to give back heavily and ensure that like they can give my knowledge. And the one is like helping them get, you know, the clarity on their product, the product market fit, their strategies of marketing. Amazing. I, I read a stat actually that in a survey, 60% of adults said that they have this dream of, of entrepreneurship and, and starting their own business. But obviously, in, in reality, a lot less than 60% of adults ever ever go through with it. If, if you get mentees and, you, and you're kind of trying to work with them on becoming entrepreneurs, what are really the roadblocks that they need to get out of there to, to start their own business and, and go into entrepreneurship? I think almost every mentee that I work with, they have a great idea. They're super excited about it. But that's where, that's a depth of thinking they've done, I feel like. The reason I say that is because when you start working back, like I mentioned before, like, where do you want to be in six months? When I put them in that position, hey, where do you want to be in six months? And they give me their goal. Then I start talking about, okay, let's break down your goal. And let's work back on what do you need to execute? That's the very first time they realize the level of execution that's necessary to go hit that six-month goal. Once they realize that, then I start working with them to figure out how can they actually accomplish that. And that's when all the roadblocks are coming in, right? Like they've got a full-time job commitment. They've got kids, you know, and then then we end up with like, okay, they can only dedicate like three hours a week on the project. And so then they quickly come to realize, oh man, like six months goal and I have three hours a week, how am I going to actually accomplish this? So I, I try to provide them realistic clarity as to as to what is required to execute on an idea. Then I tell them, like, look, this is, this is reality and you have to figure out how to work on it, right? And so then, I, so then 
we figured out like, okay, what can we do in your, maybe your work life or personal life that you can start having two hours a week to work on a project. Now you have 10 hours a week because that's, you know, quadrupling your potential time on that project. So I think this, this clarity is super important because like I mentioned, the idea fairy comes to people, they get excited. Everyone's super excited about being an entrepreneur and having a startup. But when you come down to execution, it requires time, it requires thinking. And if you don't have that slotted, your idea is never going to get off the ground. And I think that's why most people, when they start an idea, their first like to-do list ends up being like, in sort of a one week task, ends up being like a month long task. And after like two months, they've lost motivation because you know, it just, it just doesn't come into fruition. Things are going so slow. And setting some realistic expectations with uh, my mentees is one of the, probably the number one tasks that I do to help them out. So maybe as a last kind of advice for entrepreneurs out there, I am in this situation. I have an app idea and I'm super excited about it. And now I have the time to work on it. What's realistically the f very first thing I should do? Is it reaching out to you? Is it doing some methodology? What would you suggest? So you're in a good space, you have time, right? That's number one. So what the I would do is before jumping onto me, I would suggest starting to talk to customers. So if you have an app, you can use something like Figma and make like a complete mock-up and you can take that app out and show it to people and start getting some feedback. In fact, I have done this myself. I had an app that I was trying to launch and it was an audio uh, text reader. And I built the whole thing in Figma in two days. And then I basically went to events where I would be able to show the app off, let the users play around with it, garner some feedback. And if they're excited, I would get them to sign up on my site and forward that. So it's, uh, it was a great way for me to get early feedback. And it was also a way for them to like ask questions and things that didn't make sense, which I could go back to my design and quickly iterate and improve. I would start with that. And so if you've gone out and done the work and you've talked to customers, and then you come to me with the troubles you see, then I'm able to take what you've learned and maybe help you kind of get clarity on that. But I cannot provide you that clarity. The number one person who can provide you clarity is your customer. I think that's a, a really interesting and cool way to get some initial validation um, for your own project. Let's get back to you to, to close things off. What's next for you this year in, in 2022? What, what's on your immediate roadmap and what are your goals for the rest of one, I told you I have a full-time role. So I had that active kind of family, you know, and I am working P1, as I mentioned before. So my, my plan for the rest of the year is trying to execute our key warning and give myself till uh, December to really execute on that. And if it doesn't work, then I will want another idea next year. So that's a big one for me. And this year I also have taken on, on your side, I'm mentoring a few folks right now. And uh, that's something I constantly want to do. I don't want to back off of that because. I, I provide value and I, I feel like I also learn when I talk to mentees as well. So that's three things that I want to really focus on. Amazing. Thank you so much. Obviously, your profile of Mentor Cruise is going to be in the description of this um, podcast. Is there anything else online where we can follow along in your journey of, of building these businesses? I have my own site, aitsloy.com, and I try to keep that up to speed on what I'm working on. Or you can follow me on LinkedIn as well if you prefer that. That's fine as well. Obviously, both of these links are going to be in the description of this podcast. Uh, at this point, thank you so much for joining me and, and sharing your wisdom and knowledge um, of entrepreneurship and, and building businesses with us. Thank you so much and, and talk to you soon again. Thank you.